This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. I love to hear from listeners. You can call the vent line at 772-245-0750 and raise hell at 772-245-0750. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Well, i got to start today's show with a programming note. Uh, I will not be airing uh, an, uh, an original episode tomorrow. Uh, we'll uh, put together a best of, an encore presentation. Probably has some uh, good interviews or something put together, put together for you. Uh, I uh, The housing market where I live is uh, depressed, so I took the opportunity to go ahead and uh, pick up a rental property, and I'm closing on that tomorrow, and then i got to get over there and uh, get it ready to show uh, this weekend. So I'll be back Monday with uh, new programming, and tomorrow will be a best of. So the Flynn case is consuming Washington, D.C., as more and more of the deep state's wrongdoing comes to light uh, by virtue of Richard Grinnell finally declassifying all these documents that have been hidden from us that showed there was no collusion, uh, that, that Flynn didn't engage in any wrongdoing, and that this was all a lefer- an effort led out of the White House to uh, first frame uh, the Trump administration and uh, in sideline Michael Flynn, who uh, they were deathly afraid of because he knew where all the bodies were buried. And this took, uh, took the form of a, a leak uh, to David Ignatius, a regular on the Morning Joe show and a columnist. He's, he's, uh, he's a columnist at the Washington Post, and I think it, uh, at one time he was actually a member of the, uh, the uh, what, do, what do they call it, the Council on Foreign Relations. So um, we know now that uh, we've got to look at these documents, that uh, Flynn's call with Ambassador Kislyak was perfectly routine. There was nothing in there that was inappropriate. He was an incoming national security advisor when he talked to Kislyak. And, uh, he said that, uh, you know, he was trying to tamp down an escalation in, uh, in tensions and conflict between the United States and the Soviet or the, the Russians, um, that, uh, the, the Obama administration was pushing as part of their broader effort to pretend that the Russians had interfered in the 2016 election, on the side of Donald Trump. 
So there's uh, there's a lot of questions uh, that are still yet to be asked. We we know the names of the people that were unmasking uh, Michael Flynn's conversations. It's not just his name; it's his conversations. And uh, the most important, of course, is going to be who was the leaker or leakers that uh, leaked Flynn's conversation to David Ignatius of the Washington Post. That was a felony. And uh, we can narrow it down to about a half a dozen names, the people that that unmasked Flynn's conversation, not just his name, I say again, but his conversation uh, with Kislyak and shared that top-secret intelligence information uh, with the Washington Post. You know, it's not illegal to um, unmask people, although if you do it under false pretenses, which appears to be the case here, it was done for... Uh, political motives, but it most certainly is a felony to uh, leak the contents of a uh, classified um, NSA intercept to the media. So uh, somebody in the Obama administration is uh, at least one has committed a felony. We know that for a fact, you know, uh, Robert Mueller did uh, a three-year-long, well, two-and-a-half-year-long investigation and spent $40 million, had a huge uh, staff of um, partisan lawyers and investigators. He couldn't find a single um, violation directly related to this this um, Russia hoax. He went after Manafort for, uh, for tax violations and, and bank fraud, but uh, none of it was related to this. But now we know for a fact that all this leaking was felony. Uh, Jim Comey was uh, one of the leakers. He is yet to be brought to justice. And uh, whoever gave this information to David Ignatius is guilty of a felony, too. We we need to know uh, and we we need to call these uh, unmaskers to the uh, some committee and in the Senate, it, it can't be Richard Byrd's intelligence committee because he's certainly not interested in getting to the bottom of any of this. But we need to call these people uh, to account for this and ask them why were so many Obama administration officials, 30 of them, they included the United Nations ambassador, the ambassador to Italy, and a bunch of other uh, people who had no business in national security. Why were they spying on Michael Flynn? Why were there seemingly so many uh, unmasking requests from Samantha Powers at the United Nations? She had 300 of them by herself. And, of course, the most important uh, two questions is, one, what did Obama know about this? Was he directing it? We know we saw that, that text message between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page saying that uh, POTUS wants to be informed of all developments. So what did Obama know and when did he know it? And was he in fact directing this whole effort? Obama has been, uh, been shielded by the media, the, 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 the people that are, that we count on to get to the bottom of these kind of things. They have entirely given him a free pass. He's been out of office three and a half years now, and nobody's asked him anything related to his knowledge of what went on here. And uh, a concurrent question with that is, 
What did Joe Biden know and when did he know it? And was he part of this effort? Last Tuesday on Good Morning America, Stephanop- or, uh, uh, Biden told George Stephanopoulos that he didn't know anything. I knew nothing. I see nothing. And then when he pressed him, uh, and I, I'm sure that Biden didn't expect George Pref- uh, Stephanopoulos to press him, he admitted, oh, yeah, well, I thought you were talking about uh, the prosecution of Michael Flynn. Yeah, yeah, we knew that he was uh, under investigation. So he's already flip-flopping, you know, in the in the space of one interview and trying to to um, deflect using the uh, the the lockdowns to you know try to uh, change the subject. But you know, there seems to be a, a widespread misunderstanding in the media and certainly you know among people on social media of this whole term unmasking. They keep saying that uh, they unmask Michael Flynn's name. Well, it wasn't unmasking Michael Flynn's name. Anybody that was listening to the Kislyak side of these, and it wasn't just uh, Flynn's conversations with Kislyak. It was, it was a lot of his conversations. But anybody listening to those could easily deduce that they were talking to Michael Flynn. The only place Michael Flynn's name would be redacted uh, is when it was mentioned by this foreign person that's under surveillance. What is meant by this unmasking is they were revealing Michael Flynn's side of the conversation. In other words, in this, these NSA intercepts, any statements uh, that are uh, made by the U.S. person, that's all masked too in addition to his identity. So they weren't just unmasking Flynn's name, which I, I hear repeatedly in the mainstream media and, and indeed over at Fox News. They were unmasking his communications, which is a blatant violation of your Fourth Amendment protections to be secure against unreasonable searches and seizures. All of these unmaskings, they uh, they shouldn't be allowed to begin with. You shouldn't, you know, that there are no exceptions to the Bill of Rights and the Fourth Amendment. But these unmaskings are supposed to be used to allow uh, a, a better understanding of important national security issues. Well, it, it's not supposed to be used to spy on your political opponents, and it's certainly not to be used to gin up a bogus case for violations of the Logan Act. They did this out of political revenge because they knew that Michael Flynn um was a critic of the Iran nuclear deal. They knew that he had uh, criticized the Obama administration on its limp-wristed and ineffective uh, strategy against ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And they were, they were targeting Flynn because they knew that if he got in there, he would know where all the bodies were buried. He was one of the very few uh, Trump administration, incoming Trump administration appointees, to have intelligence um, experience. So again, when you hear this unmasking term, they're not talking about just, you know, revealing somebody's name. They're talking about revealing their, their side of the conversation, which the, the uh, FISA intercepts were never supposed to allow. They didn't take this to a FISA court. They didn't, uh, they didn't go in and try to get a, a search warrant or a wiretap warrant. 
from either Pfizer or any other court. No, they just, uh, dozens of them, 32 were spying on Michael Flynn. And another thing, you know, I just want to take the opportunity to, to repeat. You may be tired of hearing it. If you are, I apologize. This whole notion that they spied on Carter Page is totally a misunderstanding of these FISA warrants, too. These FISA warrants, the two-hop rule, i got to say it all the time, it allows them to eavesdrop on the communications of Carter Page and anybody else he speaks to. All of the communications of that person that he spoke to and all of the communications of the person that that person speaks to. Two hops. You could actually say it's three hops. And it not only includes the conversations that are wiretapped in real time, all of those conversations are captured by the National Security Agency and put on big server farms. And it allows them to go back under the two-hop rule and look at all the previous conversations retroactively, including phone calls, text messages, and emails. It is such a massive violation of the original understanding of our rights to privacy that uh, it's unma- it's it's mind-boggling. And I don't know how many times the American people need to be told how badly they have lost their rights to privacy. But it seems like uh, the the media is not very effective at explaining these things. And uh, and the, it's got to the point now where they don't even bring uh, William Benny on to try to tell them just how badly they're being violated. Some related news. I see that the FBI has now seized uh, Republican intelligence, Senate intelligence committee chairman, Richard Burr's cell phone as part of this probe into his uh, sell off of his entire stock portfolio. When he learned in uh, uh, classified briefings that the coronavirus had arrived in America, the Wuhan virus. That should be very interesting. I've said all along that the reason Richard Burr was uh, so defensive of the Obama administration is because I believe that they've, the deep state, these intelligence uh, community people have something on him. So I've got a couple of clips here. I think I need to run out to a break first uh, before I, I play him, but it'll be uh, Ron Paul calling out the Obama administration's uh, violations of uh, Trump administration officials' privacy. Stick with us. We'll be right back with that. Mojo. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver, 
papers and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. So really, uh, you know, now that the uh, House is controlled by the Democrats, our only hope to getting any testimony uh, under oath in public uh, related to this or in the Senate. And uh, Mitch McConnell's got the the disgraced and ineffective Richard Burr sitting as Republican chairman on the committee and intelligence committee, and he, he won't allow anything to move forward. But uh, Rand Paul uh, is starting to ask a lot of uh, the questions that need to be asked. And he took to the podium yesterday to talk about uh, Vice President Biden, Vice President Biden's involvement in all of this. Yesterday, I sent a letter to Director of National Intelligence Rick Grinnell concerning declassification of which Obama administration officials asked to unmask General Flynn. Today, I received the shocking answer that Vice President Biden and more than a dozen Obama administration officials requested and received the power to unmask General Flynn during his phone call with the Russian ambassador. The fact that Vice President Biden and all of the president's inner circle, President Obama's inner circle, individually requested to unmask General Flynn is very troubling. In addition to Vice President Biden, James Clapper, James Comey, John Brennan, Samantha Powers, and the president's chief of staff all individually ask to unmask General Flynn. The president's chief of staff asked to unmask Michael Flynn. wonder who he was doing that on behalf of. Obama knew what was going on was wrong, and he didn't want to have his, his name on this, so he had his chief of staff make the unmasking request. And to listen to his phone conversation. Intriguingly, a dozen more administration officials all chose to unmask General Flynn. Why is this important? Unmasking involves revealing the identity of an American's private phone conversation. And the conversation. A constitutional war. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting that uh, it was uh, Obama's chief of staff that made the request for unmasking on behalf of the, the uh, Oval Office. You think... That he may have done that at the uh, at the direction of Obama, who apparently knew it was wrong and was trying to hide behind his chief of staff. I want to play another clip from Ron Paul or um, Rand Paul during that conference. Come on now. What impact should this have on Vice President Biden's campaign for president? Every reporter in the country now needs to ask him a legitimate question. He needs to come out of hibernation, and they need to ask Vice President Biden, 
what kind of uh, person eavesdrops? Is that something that we think is a legitimate function of government to eavesdrop on your opponents without a warrant, to illegally unmask them and listen to their private conversation? No, from the very beginning, General Flynn's been treated very poorly by his country. A guy who served 33 years has been treated very poorly, but this is an abuse of power that should not rest, and it should make every American worry that if Vice President Biden were elevated to the top office, would he again use this kind of power on political opponents? And the other side needs to realize this is exactly what they're accusing President Trump of, but he was actually acquitted on that charge. They have now found that Vice President Biden is guilty of using government to go after a political opponent. So, you know, we we have to listen to again and again all of these uh, left-wing Democrats say that uh, the Obama administration didn't have a whiff of scandal, which is, uh, you know, the big lie. They like to tell the big lie, and they like to repeat it so often that it just enters into people's consciousness. In fact, the Obama administration is responsible for the greatest political scandal in this nation's history. One administration using the law enforcement and intelligence uh, agencies to spy on their political opponent which is bad enough when you're just trying to keep them out of office. But then once they got into office, they, they continued to do that to cripple the incoming administration and, and cover up their previous wrongdoing. So Senator Ron Johnson, I, I think in his capacity as a, a member of Burr's intelligence committee is now demanding that, um, that these Obama administration officials come and testify. Uh, He can do that uh, without worrying that, in fact, it'll happen. One of the senators who pushed hard for the disclosure of Michael Flynn's... Uh, He can do that without uh, worry if he's on the Senate Intelligence Committee because we know that um, Burr won't allow any of that to go forward. Here's Senator Johnson on Fox News with Brett Baer. Let's start with what is unmasking? Explain it. Well, oh, we don't need to hear that. I've already explained it. Uh, let's get to this next question. Masking, in this case of uh, General Flynn, eight days before he left office. Uh, so what I would say, what information that we released, and, and let me also point out, Brett, that uh, Attorney General Barr and Acting Director of National Intelligence Rick Brunel, they are heroes. They are patriots. They're being, you know, unfairly attacked right now, mercilessly attacked. And these gentlemen realize that this is a threat to our democracy. It is outrageous what the Obama administration and uh, members of it high up in the administration were doing toward, you know, during the election, toward the tail end of their administration, and the ones that were held over what they did in the early days of the Trump administration as well. So uh, th- these are real heroes in terms of uh, what information they are beginning to uh, well, they're heroes. That's true. And at least Ron Johnson is uh, demanding that uh, they come and um, that these wrongdoers on the Obama administration come and testify. Uh, I think it was it was uh, Lindsey Graham who heads the Judiciary Committee and is the most worthless Republican, prob- probably um, in the Senate. All he does is uh, mouth platitudes and then refuses to use his subpoena power to, to advance this. And he's or preemptively announced now that he has no intention at all on calling Joe Biden to come and testify. Biden, for his part, in the closing days 
of the Obama administration when he should have been working with the incoming administration to make sure that they were prepared to take over. He jumped on a plane and took a trip over the Ukraine. Now, why would he do that? He's not going to be in office uh, just a few days later. And yet he jumps on a plane and, and goes over to the Ukraine. Could it be because he now realized that uh, he lost the election and he needed to get over there and make sure to cover all his tracks. He needed to meet with his co-conspirators to, uh, to make sure that the, uh, the effort that did in fact take place in the Ukraine to smear the, uh, the administration, uh, didn't come to light or was he coordinating continued attacks by the Ukrainian government on the Trump administration? I, I'm certain he had some conversations about hiding um, his son's uh, sweetheart deal with Burisma, getting $82,000 a month for a no-show job. <laughs> Joe Biden is just a, a, an integral part of the most corrupt administration in American history, and now he is the Democrat nominee. So if they want to put him up there and count on him to be able to keep his facts straight when he actually steps out onto a stage to debate Donald Trump, <laughs> let's let him do that. While we're on the topic of Joe Biden, I'm going to give you an update on uh, the Tara Reid allegations and his campaign's determination to stomp it out. Right after these messages, you're going to hear two commercial messages, and then we'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I want to remind you again that I'll be off uh, tomorrow. The show will be in an encore. I'll probably play uh, some uh, interviews or topical to uh, what's going on now. As we close out the last half hour, I mentioned that Ron Johnson uh, is a Republican from Wisconsin. 
Biden's talking about calling former Obama administration officials, including Joe Biden, to come and testify. Uh, Senator Johnson is is the chair of the Homeland Security Committee, so I guess that they've got some uh, intelligence responsibilities, too, and maybe can uh, fill the void left by the worthless Richard Burr over at the Senate Intelligence Committee. But um, this is fantastic. Get Biden up there. Put him on the, the hot seat under oath and see if he can keep his story straight. I guess he could just say, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> and he probably wouldn't. I mean, it's, you'd have to accept that as an answer. But here's uh, some of the Obama administration officials that were responsible for this unmasking. I mentioned Samantha Power, James Clapper, <clears throat> the chief of the the deputy chief of the mission to Italy. I guess that's the deputy ambassador to Italy and the Republic of San Marino, Kelly Dagan, still an ambassador. Now they're the ambassador to the, the country of Georgia. I assume that's the country of Georgia. I don't think the state of Georgia has an ambassador. Um, ambassador to Italy, um, John Phillips. Why is the ambassador to Italy unmasking Michael Flynn's phone calls? Secretary of the Treasury under the Obama administration, Jack Lew. I'm leaving out the names that you would recognize. Deputy Secretary of the Treasury. Why is the Deputy Secretary of the Treasury spying on Michael Flynn's phone calls? This thing was was all over the Obama administration. I guess all of the people that were aware of the the uh, Russiagate frame job were asked to uh, to do this unmasking so that they could have some sort of so they could hide behind um, just pointing fingers at everybody else. But it's the White House Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough that uh, is really going to lead right into the Oval Office. A U.S. permanent trade representative was one of the ones that uh, unmasked Flynn. None of these people had any justification for this. Some people need to go to jail. But as I said, uh, Biden rushed off to the Ukraine to to uh, try to uh, tie up loose ends. He didn't want to dare um, participate in any phone calls to the Ukraine because he knows that those would have been intercepted. He would have known that quite uh, intimately, and he didn't want to expose himself. So just imagine Joe Biden at uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee. I've got a clip here, a couple of clips. These uh, sort of fall under the the uh, category of Biden gaffes. But uh, he, he was on uh, one of his, um, his video conferences from his basement. He was on with um, a, a very friendly audience, a, a guy that uh, is from the Shorenston Center at Harvard University. And uh, the guy was asking him, do you know you're being mocked and made a fool of on social media and uh, that you're not doing a very good job of fighting back? The Shorenstein Center up at Harvard did a study of all of the anti-Biden memes out there on the Internet. And according to them, the top three slogans they're seeing, this is from the left and the right, are Dementia Joe, Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe. 
Barack Obama reportedly said last week that his daughters have been showing him anti-Biden TikToks. You can't make us vote for Joe Biden. You can't make us vote for Joe Biden. Basically, there's an entire discourse on the Internet right now that's painting you as creepy and old and out of touch and kind of lame. Man, that's pretty harsh. Going after poor old Joe sitting in his basement. Creepy. Uh, kind of lame, he says. How do you fight back against that? Look, Trump is a master at laying nicknames on people, but the vast majority of the voters out there that have voted, including young people, are not getting all their news from the Internet. Did he just say that young people don't get their news from the Internet? <laughs> I hope he keeps that uh, that belief going into the uh, election because that is where Young people get their news and they get it uh, largely through these memes and, and these little sound bites that are just destroying uh, what little he had left of his credibility. He went on. Um, this is actually an old clip, but it, it showed up on Trump's war room and uh, and see if you can recognize the thing that uh, Joe Biden's confused about. No, shortly after I graduated in 68, uh, Kent State, 17 kids shot dead. And so the younger generation now tells me how tough things are. Give me a break. No, no. I have no empathy for it. Give me a break. Because here's the deal, guys. We decided we were going to change the world. And we did. We did. Yeah, you changed the world. You didn't change it for the better, though. You, uh, you pretty much wrecked this country. But he says 17 people were killed at Kent State. <laughs> Where does he get this stuff? I mean, he lived through it. I was a, a young, I don't even think I was a teenager when Kent State happens. And I know that there were four people killed at Kent State, not 17. And once again, he's on there insulting young people. I have no empathy, he says. We changed the world and all you're doing is... uh sitting in your home locked down from the coronavirus. Chuck Schumer sprang to Joe Biden's defense in regard to these Tara Reid allegations yesterday. And uh, he didn't really have much of a case to be made, but I guess he's satisfied. Look, before um, uh, the Me Too movement, women were not listened to who um, uh, were telling what had happened to them. Since Me Too, women are listened to. Now, I've heard Joe Biden's uh, explanation. I think it's sufficient. I think he will be a great candidate. I think he will be a great president. And I think he'll take us take, take, help us take back the Senate. Well, I've heard his explanation, and I think it's sufficient. We don't need to keep talking about this. We don't need to look at these newly revealed court records from California that say that Tara Reid was in fact traumatized when she worked in Joe Biden's office, completely support everything she's been saying. She's got way, way more evidence than the Democrats took out after Brett Kavanaugh with. But uh, apparently the, the Democrats, Biden and, and his de Democrat defenders, including four or five women who are jockeying to be his vice president, have uh, mounted the didn't do nothing defense based on our investigation 
You started the fight. You lost the fight, but you also started the fight. So I didn't even do nothing. He's got a back injury. Nobody did nothing. I never did nothing. I never did nothing. I never did nothing. No, because I never did nothing. I never did a job before. I never did nothing. I ain't do nothing. I ain't do nothing, man. Let him know he's 10 15 on the air. Look, man. Hey, hey, keep him down, face down. Face I ain't down, do nothing, man. Face down. I'm just trying to tell you, I ain't did nothing. <laughs> That's Joe Biden's defense. I didn't do nothing. Oh, man. Let's talk about uh, Emmett Sullivan, Judge Emmett Sullivan. He is, uh, he's decided that he is not about to let Michael Flynn off the hook, despite the fact that the Department of Justice, in light of all of these, uh, these emails that had been hidden from Emmett Sullivan, Emmett Sullivan uh, told them that they had to, uh, to submit any exculpatory evidence, and they, they disobeyed the judge, made a fool out of him, had him in there in the in his courtroom calling Michael Flynn a traitor. Uh, they had engaged in treason. You would think that a sitting federal judge would know the legal definition of treason. It's gave, giving aid and comfort to the enemy during time of war. Michael Flynn was never accused of that. Uh, uh, it, Sullivan was saying that uh, he had operated as an unregistered agent for Turkey. Well, Turkey, as a member of NATO, is supposed to be one of our allies. And nobody ever uh, enforced the FARA law requiring you to register as a foreign agent until they uh, decided they were going to use it against uh, Manafort and, uh, and Flynn. But uh, Judge Sullivan now is considering holding Michael Flynn in criminal contempt. It's not enough that, uh, that Sullivan wants to make Flynn... Uh, stick with his guilty plea. He now wants to add a charge of criminal contempt because he says that Michael Flynn must have lied to him when he pled guilty. Well, I guess he did. Technically you've got defendants all across this country who regularly plead guilty to charges that they are not guilty of in order to, uh, you know, try to settle a case with the department of justice. They will ruin you financially and destroy your life. If you don't plead to something, 96% of all federal cases end in some sort of uh, guilty plea because you can't fight him. And they told Flynn in this case that they were going to prosecute his son if he didn't plea. Now, the judge didn't know that because those documents were withheld from Emmett Sullivan. But now he's, uh, he's threatening to hold Flynn in contempt, which he could throw him in jail for a couple of months, six months. Well, I guess uh, uh, contempt of court is a a misdemeanor punishable by as much as a year in prison. And uh, and, uh, Sullivan has now brought forward a retired judge to step into the shoes of the Department of Justice and continue to pursue this case against Michael Flynn because, uh, you know, the Department of Justice uh, can no longer support it based on uh, these documents that they discovered with FBI and DOJ officials conspiring to frame him after they knew that there was no criminal case there. So uh, it's pretty clear now that uh, we don't expect 
impartial justice out of uh, Sullivan. Maybe he's going through the motions and maybe he will do the right thing. I kind of doubt it. This uh, bringing this retired judge, John Gleason, in to argue the case uh, to put Flynn in jail is, uh, is not a good sign. And is, he has also requested amicus briefs to gin up uh, the best arguments that he can to move forward. I think he's determined to jail Flynn. I think he's manufacturing some sort of pretext to do that on. And uh, I think all of this is going to end in a um, a pardon. Well, first they'll uh, they'll appeal uh, Emmett Sullivan's order and uh, maybe get you know a, a, a an honest um, verdict. But uh, in light and in the absence of all of that, uh, Michael Flynn should be immediately pardoned. A couple of days ago, I played a clip of Chuck Todd selectively editing a uh, a clip of William Barr, where Catherine Herridge asked him, oh, "You know, what do you think history will? How do you think history will judge your uh, withdrawing the charges against Michael Flynn?" and And after clearing his throat, William Barr, who's you know a thoughtful guy, doesn't try to uh, create sound bites, said, "Well." You know, history is written by the winners, and I suppose it it will um, be determined by whoever writes the history. That's certainly true. And in our day and age, the history is largely written by Hollywood, which will put together movies that will cement all of these lies in the public consciousness. But Chuck Todd played that clip and then went on to question uh, his panel about how cynical is it that William Barr doesn't care and that it's just, you know, whoever writes the history will determine it. Of course, we saw the rest of that clip almost immediately in which Barr goes on and says that it it was in the interest of justice and upholding the rule of law in order to, uh, you know, to drop these charges. Well, now Chuck Todd is, has uh, been forced to apologize. I don't think he, he meant it. I don't even think he, uh, he, composed this apology. I think he had uh, one of the staffers over at NBC News, <laughs> the conspiracy network, worse than anything InfoWars has ever done over there at NBC and MSNBC and The View. The View is a program that's produced by NBC News. But here is this uh, groveling apology from uh from uh, Chuck Todd, you tell me if he sounds sincere. Go to break. I wanted to talk for a moment about something that occurred on Sunday's edition of Meet the Press. During the program, we had a soundbite from a CBS News interview with the Attorney General Bill Barr. In the bite that we aired and commented on, Mr. Barr was asked how he thinks the history of his decision to end the prosecution of the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn will be written. Mr. Barr answered, quote, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on who's writing the history. In the full version of the interview and transcript, he went on to say, but I think a fair history would say that it was a good decision because it held, upheld the rule of law. Now, we did not edit that out. That was not our edit. We didn't include it because we only saw the shorter of two clips that CBS did air. We should have looked at both and checked for a full transcript, a mistake that I wish we hadn't made and one that I wish I hadn't made. 
the second part of the attorney general's answer would have put it in the proper context. <laughs> so we should have looked at the full transcript. Yeah, you think? Hey, this wasn't an accident. This was an attempt to just uh, take take a bite out of context and do, you know, what they normally do. But keep in mind when you're hearing this, uh, oh, this joke of a uh, a news host. This is the same network of John Chancellor and David Brinkley and Tom Brokaw and and many other big names. And now they've got Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow and Larry um, Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, man. You know, the the founders uh, said that a a free press was absolutely critical to uh, free people. And uh, what we have now is a partisan press. We had partisan press in this country for well, actually most of our history, but we had that straightened out in the 50s and 60s and going into the 70s until Walter Cronkite determined that, oh, we've already lost the Vietnam War and destroyed that effort. And ever since then, it's gotten worse and worse to the point now where you can't tell any difference between uh, the NBC news coverage and uh, and uh, InfoWars. While we're on the topic of news coverage, well, stick with us. we got to run out to a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, latest developments in the the puzzling case of Almond Aubrey right after these messages. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me, and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209-800-957-6209-800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209. Well, we're talking about the media and uh, what they've become, and they're no longer in the business of uh, spreading news or reporting um, actual news. They are now on the national level, with uh, very few exceptions, in the business of setting narratives. And they set narratives on behalf of uh, their worldview. It's a leftist worldview. And they basically take their marching orders from the Democrats. And a few other stories illustrate that uh, better than uh, racial issues. You know, uh, we, we were treated to a, a year-long uh, national drama over Trayvon Martin uh, being shot to death by George Zimmerman entirely ignoring the fact that that uh, Trayvon Martin had uh, attacked George Zimmerman and was beating his head 
against the concrete, and George Zimmerman was obviously acting in self-defense. That's what, after after uh, all of this was determined by a jury that heard all of the evidence. And now uh, that we're learning that uh, the case that the prosecutors put on against George Zimmerman was a fraud, that their star witness, uh, Sapphire, I think her name was, um, was not the ex-girlfriend of Trayvon Martin that he was on the phone with uh, heading up to that confrontation, that, that she had, in fact, uh, she was an imposter that was brought in there to uh, to bolster the prosecution's case. And uh, and we saw it again, you know, with the Michael Brown case in uh, Ferguson where CNN was out on the streets um, rabble-rousing people uh, to, to riot and burn that town down, despite the fact that we now know that uh, that uh, the officer in that case, who's Daryl, uh, can't remember his last name, was defending himself when the 300-pound Michael Brown, who had just recently engaged in a strong-arm robbery, charged at him and and uh, and had previously tried to take his his weapon. And it happens again and again. Freddie Gray. Um, you know, you wonder how many times these people need to uh, be taught a lesson before they stop rushing to these judgments, but we're now being treated to it again. In the sad case of Armand Arbery, who was uh, killed uh, in Brunswick, Georgia. So, you know, instead of reporting the facts of what happened there, that Arbery was trying to take a shotgun off of uh, someone who was attempting to conduct a citizen's arrest, which is legal in Georgia. A citizen's arrest is legal. Defending yourself is legal. If you're conducting a citizen's arrest and somebody tries to take your weapon, then it becomes self-defense, which is most certainly legal. And that's why the, the local district attorneys, not one, but two, found that there was no cause for arrest. But... That's before this media set to work, setting their narrative. And now they've uh, obscured all the facts in the case that the McMichaels were perfectly um, legally entitled to carry weapons in the open, that they were perfectly entitled to try to question. There wasn't ever any actual effort at the citizen's arrest. I think that might have been their intention. But they were on the phone with the police, and they were asking Aubrey to, uh, to stop and answer questions when he attacked a guy and tried to take a shotgun off of him. And the, the t- autopsy from this case reveals quite clearly that his wounds are consistent with the fact that he was grabbing the end of the shotgun, the muzzle, and pulling it, trying to get it away from, um, from Travis McMichael. This will be self-defense. The arrest of the elder of McMichael, I can't remember his first name, is totally bogus because he he wasn't part of the struggle and he he never, um, you know, pulled his weapon or or threatened uh, anything against Aubrey. And uh, part of Aubrey's criminal history, which is you know 
sort of minor stuff, but he did try to take a, a weapon to a basketball game. He was arrested for doing that. He then violated his parole by, uh, by shoplifting a television. But when you try to take a, a concealed handgun into a basketball game, that that's not, uh, that's not innocent stuff. Um, he didn't have a concealed carry permit. So you got to ask, you know, what was his intention for carrying that gun in there? So we're going to, we're going to get a lot of revelations out of this story before the full story is known. And, uh, and all the while, um, you know, while we're trying to get to the truth, the media will be continuing to spread their lies and disinformation. Ah, CNN is going to have a panel on the coronavirus. They're calling it Facts and Fears Town Hall. And their star panelist is going to be none other than 17-year-old Swedish star Greta Thunberg, who was elevated to uh, an expert on on um, climate science and now apparently is being elevated to an expert on um, public health and um, and uh, disease. <laughs> there was a story in uh, the uh, Babylon Bee this morning said the uh, CNN has uh, decided to no longer run Donald Trump's press briefings and will from now on replace them with uh, Chinese President Xi's press briefings. And that's uh, that's not you know the the key to satire is it has to have some some uh, truth to it and that one certainly does. Well, I promised to give you some updates on Nancy Pelosi's uh, new boondoggle, this three trillion dollar fifteen hundred page bill. Did I say three trillion dollars fifteen hundred page bill? Is just full of Democrat giveaways. This bill stands absolutely zero chance of passing. It's got billions and billions of dollars in it for uh, bailout uh, blue states that have you know run up huge tabs. Uh, they want the the people in that live in the red states to come and bail them out. Um, it's got all sorts of provisions that allow for open borders and uh, amnesty of illegal aliens already here, and will continue to import hundreds of thousands of foreign workers so the Democrats can continue their strategy of replacing America's electric with a new electorate that will be more receptive to their, um, to their schemes. Rick Scott took to the, uh, to the well of the Senate yesterday and argued against these, uh, these bailouts of blue States by, um, by the better run red States. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said it was irresponsible and reckless not to bail out states like his. A state with two million fewer people than Florida, with a budget almost double ours. The opposite is true. It's irresponsible and reckless to take money from America's taxpayers and use it to save liberal politicians from the consequences of their poor choices. Every day, American families make responsible budgetary decisions. Well-managed states like Florida have done it for years. It's time for New York, Illinois, and California to do the same. 
So down here in Florida and in Texas and other uh, red states, we don't even have an income tax. Yet we're able to run our states, and now we're expected to turn around and bail out New York and Illinois and Washington State and California who have these sky-high taxes and still can't seem to balance their budget. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. I invite you back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.